This is going to. This is going to the internet. Hi. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Monday Mass. Remember if, us? If you've missed us. We're busy. We've been busy. We've been doing some shit. Take, taking over the airwaves, really. Apparently. Is what's up. Breaking news. What's up? Hey. Hey, what's hey up? man. I'm Chris. What's up, bro? What's Good up? To see you. Todd. How Todd. Are you? Well, I do have a, I do have a, I don't have, I don't have much written down, but I don't think, cause I don't think we need it. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to heavy dip. This is, if, if we, if we stay on track here, you know, we're, this is going to be a lot of snowboard talk. <laughs> stay some, on track. Some, some snowboard, some surfing talk. I don't even know what's happening in skateboarding, but first we got to get through this fucking sponsor list. Oh, this is not sponsor list. Well, guess what? The, the main, the main sponsor hit we have here today is... Cut You Up is back on streaming services. The debut album that, pulled over. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So your eyes what are. Do you, what do you mean the main sponsor? Are you is Cut You Up paying for this month's rent? Yes. Oh. Partially, with music. <laughs> They're paying you with music. Oh. No, this is a big announcement. Okay. Cut You Up debut album pulled over. Your eyes are telling me different, son. The halves, the half. Yeah, nods. all the hits. Yep. Back on streaming. Love it. No, and it, it, we're we're with Neil Young. We just went back in. He's back. This controversy. Just, this just in. No controversy here. Just good music on all the streaming services. Nilly Vanilli is pulling all their songs off Spotify, even the ones no. they didn't sing. Come on. Well, what else we got? Herschel Supply Co. Yes. At Herschel Supply. Herschel provided some uh, backpacks, some scavenger hunt prizes for the Monday Mass Camp Shred scavenger hunt. As well as my drag through the airport. As well as your drag yeah, through the airport. I, I drag the big in, the independent trucks collab bag. The you thing, you can fit a person in there. You didn't have to drag it because it's got wheels. That's what I'm saying. Right? Drag. Drag it with wheels. And is that the best bag ever? It's pretty dope. Dude. Yeah. You could fit a whole person in there. We we truly live and breathe our sponsors. We do. Uh, like this. Like Beneath Apparel. B-N-3-T-H Apparel. Another uh, sponsor that we have that I we live and bleed. Pooped in my beneath Don't apparel bleed. pants when I was doing the broadcast for the snowboarding. I honestly, I had a salad and then dairy immediately following it and almost craped my drawers. Well, you know what I'm gonna say. Mm. I know you've commentated a lot of uh, big events, a lot of Olympic Winter Gameses. I think the reason why you did. So good this year, which we'll could, get to. Could be. It, I think it's the underwear. Could be. BN3TH Apparel. Quite possible. Nanocraft CBD. Mass 20 at checkout on the Beneath Apparel website. Yes. Probably. Yes. B BTW. That's right. Yeah, buy them. Trust us. You, you, you won't be sorry. Nanocraft CBD, uh, you know, helps helps with anxiety, helps with sleep. Oh, my God. Recovery. So the when, whole vibe. When I was doing the thing I was doing last week, I would come home at... 3.30 in the morning, East Coast time, and I immediately would go Stop. straight into my nighttime CBD to drop. I needed to get dropped like an elephant being tranquilized because I was so jacked up. I needed to go to sleep because if I didn't go to sleep, I was going to be a wreck the next day. So I relied on Nanocraft CBD. Mass 20 at checkout. Rely on Bam. it. Bam. And you had to really regulate yourself sleep-wise. Dude, it's, I'm still fucked up. Tight. Uh, Bubs Naturals at Bubs Naturals. You said grow hair in it's places growing you don't back, even my think man. it's possible. You know, uh, it's all about staying young do forever. You do you have hair in your ears? Yeah, I do. Are you growing like? Do you feel like I'm as growing get, it out? Okay, you're growing your hair out in your ears. It's weird that w when you get older, this hair grows slowly. Mm. This hair, this hair on the neck, mm. uh, 
chest down. Mm-hmm. You know why? Your hair is like a migratory. Gravi- pattern, it's right? gravity's pulling your hair to your balls. Mine, yeah, it goes. It's like it stops right here yeah. and just start uh, around. It's like and a, up and then it's, stops. It's here. like your whole body becomes the mullet. Yeah, full body mullet will be aided by the help from Bub's Naturals at Bub's Naturals. Hanson surfboards. Hanson surfboards. If you go online. And let's say you're going to buy your short arm full suit. It's coming up. Springtime's coming. A 3-2 maybe? A 3-2, a 2-2. Some gloves like I like to wear. Um, sunglasses. Whatever. Skate trucks. Whatever you want. Go to the Hanson's website, hansonsurfboards.com. Use the code MASS10 or go in in person. That's one of my favorite things to do. Spend an afternoon in a surf shop, grabbing boards, talking to the homies, and homieettes that work at the shop. Mm. Like, just get the vibe. Yeah. Like, just soak up that vibe. Soak it up. Panic and Coffee and Tea. They you already know Panic this. Panic and Coffee and Tea sent me a care package when I was at the Olympics. I appreciated it. I had some of that nitro, which really got me jacked up. Hey, I will tell you this, though. Don't expect like that. Sorry. Yeah, there's the, Hello. Hi. He, don't expect he to go. the Olympics. You can't even talk. No don't expect to go to sleep at 7 o'clock in the morning if you have a nitro. At 11 p.m. Yeah. Wait, go yeah. to sleep at 7 in the morning? Yeah, it doesn't work. Wow. So you're really having to self-regulate. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was crazy. I'm, okay. Like I said, I'm still kind of jacked up. He's still jacked, but we like a jacked Todd. Youonline.com. Yep. At you online, You can go there for a little taste. Southern California lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Trust us. You'll love it. New Greens. New Greens. At New, New Greens. Greens. One of the only things that helped keep me... Sane. I didn't get a lot of exercise while I was there. I had to eat right. I had to, you know, because you're you're basically eating on a commentator's schedule, which means snack attack 24 hours a day. You're not eating good stuff. And New Greens kept me proper. Kept you proper. Mass 20 at checkout. Hey. I'm happy your, about that. Do your body a favor. I'm New happy Greens. about that. Okay. Okay. Adventure.io. At Adventure.io. Do you want to go on a bike ride around Encinitas with an Olympic snowboard commentator? I'll commentate the your bike Olympic ride. Olympic snowboard commentator? I'll, you, I'll evaluate your skills on riding a bike. Yeah, through Adventure.io, you can sign up. Todd and I will go on a bike ride with you. We'll go surf with you. And you can ask him for any catchphrase. Yeah, I'll give you I'm some. I'm signing you up for stuff right there. I'll grenade your bike ride. Yeah. This is... A gold medal, okay, guaranteed. Where, where did tr- okay? Just I'm I I digress. Where what? Never in my life have I said a travesty or irate. Like the, I've never said either one of those words. Somehow they come out on a national television broadcast. I don't like what irate. This is so ridiculous. Okay, let's let's right, get let's, into let's, this. Let's, I'm gonna go. set this up. All right, let's go. Snow news brought to you by KT Snowboarding. We're talking about. The Olympics aftermath. Mm-hmm. We don't have, I don't think we've got, I don't, I think we, 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 we can mention the highlights, but you've already talked about the highlights. We've all seen the runs at this point. I'm pretty sure we know who got the medals. Mm-hmm. We know the controversy. So let's talk about some behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> all right. So you just asked me questions for those of you out there. If you've been living under a rock, Todd Richards, right here, Hi. was paired up with our other homie, Todd Harris. The Todd Harris. The Todd Harris, who, I, Todd is he's, the greatest. He's 
the best. You're you're one of the greatest. Todd's the greatest. Look, if you want to best Todd, com- I look at commentary. Like a commentary team for doing the Olympics for anything, surfing anything. Yes. One person flies the plane, the other person um play by play analyst. analyst. The guy that flies the plane comes in and out of commercials. He's the one that sets it to time. This is how much time you have. I'm going to talk, I'm going to set you up, then you take it. Yeah. He he has the heavier of the jobs in my opinion. More and, technical. And Harris is the best of the best. Yeah. Basketball, football, sailing, cycling, MotoGP, cycling. World's strongest man. Anything. Yeah. Todd Harris, shout out. Dude knows everything. Now let's get to our friend, Todd Richards. Hello. So, it started way back. Jeez, I mean, so much has happened. I know. Let's talk about, like, uh, just the first thing that we had mentioned last time we did a podcast is... You weren't going to China. You were going to yep. Connecticut. We saw a lot of us saw the behind the scenes, but give us just a brief setup of okay. where you went and where Here's you commentated from. Okay, so when they they decided that we're not going to China because of COVID reasons and concerns about testing and what China's testing parameters were versus the U.S., we ended up all the commentators went and did it in Connecticut. Everyone from Lindsey Vaughn to myself to uh, Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir, like the whole the whole package. Yes. So we're all in one big building. In, uh, in Connecticut Is it at NBC studio? at NBC in Stanford, Connecticut, which was cool. It felt like Harris and I have never had an Olympic experience where we get to see like Mike Tirico and all these people in the hallway, like the big heavies, like the, right, right. the ones that do the lifting of the entire broadcast. So it was cool to all be under one roof. Our jobs started at about depending on what the day was and what the events were, um, no earlier than seven thirty at night, and usually would go until two o'clock in the morning. Okay. Okay. So Harris and I started, we started with men's and women's slope style. Um, there was controversy in the men's slope style, um, which started off with knee gate, which was the knee uh, grab, knee grab of Max Perot. Max Perot got the gold. Yep. Crazy run. No disrespect to Max Perot. He's an incredible snowboarder, but he grabbed his knee. And according to snowboarding 101, you cannot grab your knee and, end up walking away with a gold medal. It counts like a fall or like a missed grab. A washed out. A washout landing. or something. That's yeah. that's the scale it lives on. Okay. So we had a shakeup there where there was a lot of um, a, a lot of controversy with the judging. Now, here's where I think things began that set up the events of the men's half pipe and why I said what I said. In that event, the judges should have kept their mouths shut and never admitted that they effed it up because they didn't have uh, the right camera angles or whatever. In this day and age, in technology, oh, I'm. They said something. Yeah, let me just continue because I'll get lost in this. So, in this day and age, when we're calling an event from China, right? Like they're sending, they're sending the broadcast into space and it's into a satellite and it's shooting back down to us in Connecticut and we have a flawless view. Yes. The judges on the ground are complaining that they didn't have slow motion. That is, that's a huge IOC problem. Not so much the judges, but that's an Olympic problem in, um, I guess, would be uh, the behind the scenes of the technical aspect of setting it up the right way. Yeah. That being said, not letting them off the hook here. Okay. Because I Don't. do, I do think that you know they do get, they they do get, um, they get replays when they ask for them. They said they didn't get the right camera angles, but they did say in hindsight we fucked it up. Okay. Okay. That's it right there. Judges admitting they fucked up the gold medal, but the gold medal still goes to the dude that, you know, now, now 
Max Perot has an asterisk next to his name. You just, as judges, you just admitted that you screwed up the call, and Max Perot's gold medal now has an asterisk next to it. I'm not even going to talk about who we thought should have thought ended up on top of the podium. Okay. Yeah. So slightly tainted. We're slightly tainted. So that was Negate. Now fast forward a few more days. Yeah. We get Chloe Kim crushes the women's half pipe. Like just crushes it. And you like, guys crushed the call. Thank you. Nice and nice and clean. Yeah, it was nice and yeah, clean. That was that was wonderful. So then right after women's half pipe final was men's um was the men's qualifier for pipe. Everyone put on a show. I mean Sean White crushed it. Made yep. it into the made fourth place into the qualifier round. Ayuma Hirano on a completely different level than everybody else. Yes. And I should say all during practices Ayuma was doing the triples like it wasn't a thing. Like people were like talking easy. about easy. There was three Japanese guys that were doing them. Scotty James, I don't think ever did one in his practice. I know that he he has one, but he didn't do it. So okay, now we've got the the table is set for the men's final. We got our finalists. Finalists. Everything's are there. nice and clean. Every, everyone who should have qualified qualified. Like right. that was all good. Everything okay. is nice and clean. So we drop into the pipe. Okay, the first. First couple of guys to go. Number one, Kaiju Hirano. Oh my God! Drops in and does on his first run does like a twenty foot plus backside. I think it was like twenty three feet or something like that. Yeah. On his first hit, then he falls. But who gives a shit? It was the freaking to me. I almost jumped out of my skin. It was the coolest looking thing to be that high in the air to get up there. Not only does he go up and do a big backside air, but he like locks into a method where he kicks that leg up above his head and just sits there and falls out of the sky. Okay, let me ask you about this. Mm. Take take a layer away. Mm -hmm. Great breakdown. While you were calling it, yeah, it felt like to um, to myself. I know you, mm. and I and I can hear it in your voice. But then I on all the social media that I saw, you kind of entered a different. It was a different Todd Richards. I don't know if you were more free. I don't I, know if you were more excited because the level, but your enthusiasm and your soul and stoke was just like pouring out of the Dude, TV. it was at that point like where, and I will credit Kaiju for that. Right. Because Kaiju opened it up with the most beautiful trick, probably the biggest method error. Well, that one up until that time was real close to the world record. Like yeah. I think he, like I forget what a Valentino's, his world record was, but... Kaiju would go on to break that that evening with the 24, uh, 24-4, 24-3 height, back okay. center, whatever it was. But that just was that was the start. The right. snowball was now rolling. And you're getting pumped. I'm excited. I'm excited for Valentino. Are I'm, they telling you in your ear like, no, nope. you're all good? Or no, they, didn't say they don't yeah. say anything. Just when I'm doing rolling. a good job, they don't yeah. say anything. Uh, Taylor Gold comes down. Whales are run out. And I mean, Taylor Gold has one of the most technical, in my view, like one of the most unique technical, kind of a Danny Davis approach to half pipe. Whether or not he's rewarded for it, at the end of the day, his run was very pure snowboarding for me. For the was, love. For the love. I mean, yeah. it's it's still crazy technical, but it's not, you know, it's not going to win a comp yeah. in, in this day and age. So then we get down to the top four. Been a whole bunch of runs in there that are great. A couple of the Japanese guys fall. Sean White comes down and run number one. Um, I believe it was run number one. Could so have been all blending run in number. Yeah, it's all but... blending in. But run number one, he laces his first run, kills it. I think it's run number one. It's either run one or two. Kills it. Ends up, you know, he's now in the lead, or takes the lead away from Taylor Gold or something like that, or bumps into the top three or something like that. Then it's time for Scotty James. Scotty James comes out. 
his number one run. First run he puts down, switch back 12. Uh, he goes, let's go. Switch back 12, um, switch 14, front side 9, back 12, front uh, front 14. That was very, his run. I'm very impressed that you remember it all. Well, I do because it's, it's, yes. it's burned into my head. Incredible. Scotty James, obviously, goes into the lead. Boom. Now the moment we're all been waiting for. Ayuma Hirano, will he do the triple cork? We've been hearing about it all week long. Ayuma drops in, and his first three, he only makes it to the third hit. But the first hit is a probably a 19, 20-foot-out triple cork. Lands like nothing happened. Like, like, like it was like a front seven. Into a 14, into a front 12. Then he falls on the backside 12. Okay. We know what's coming. We know that this is possible for him. Fast forward into run number two. Ayumu nails it. He nails the... And it might have been Scotty and Ayumu nailed their runs on the second run. I can't even remember. But, okay, so... Scotty comes down. He, he, I think it was second run. Scotty comes down, nails his run, ends up in the lead. Ayuma comes down, laces the run that we were talking about, like we knew he could do, does the whole thing top to bottom. No one has ever done a triple cork in a competition and put it down and backed it up with things. I'm going crazy. I'm like, that's a 98. There's yeah, no way. Here's, I, like, time out. here's the moment. Yeah. You're going crazy. And I don't, I, I, I there's a few of your, uh, a few. Like moments, quotes that you mm -hmm. said. Is this where you said guaranteed gold medal? Yeah, I'm like, that's the hardest run. And it was to me. Yeah. To me. I'm a commentator. Okay. Yeah. I'm not in the judges' booth. The judges don't hear me. They don't hear my feed. All they do is hear me. I mean, all all I'm doing is broadcasting to the world, giving my expert Just opinion. Just the world. Yeah. The world. Or I should say the NBC and whoever's on NBC. Okay. This is where you start getting really excited. Yeah. You're firing up this run. Yep. It's totally warranted. Best warranted run, is a word that I'll get to in mind. But. Best run that I've ever seen done on a snowboard in a half pipe as yeah. far as technicality goes. And you goes. said that. And I and said it. And you were confident. I'm like, that. there's the gold medal. It just happened. We just watched the gold medal happen. Score drops. Score drops. It's a 91. Scotty James is a 93. I lose my shit. Yes. Because at this point, I believe that I just saw the most risk the biggest risk taking in a snowboard run i've ever seen not taking nothing away from scotty james's switch backside 12 because really that's the differentiation in these two runs right okay to me to me as as an expert witness so i'm just sitting here going what like what the hell happened now sidebar judging has been rewarding for the past however many years since 2018 uh, in pyeongchang one more one more rotation, one more flip. This is the criteria the judges give the one points for. One, there, more yeah. one more foot, one more, one more. Let's just go one more because that's just easier to equate. The gnarliest one more is one more flip on the on a cork move because it's as soon as you leave that lip, you're committed. You could die. You could die. You could straight up die. I will argue a switch backside twelve sixty. You could get buckled. I don't think you're gonna die. But you can kind of cork, see where you are. Die. Triple cork, you're going to fucking die. Yeah. Or the possibility of death is there. At least a heavy maiming. Heavy maiming. Yeah. So, okay. So, here we go. The judges have now painted themselves into a corner by telling everyone, that, like, basically by their criteria, by what they've been rewarding for for the past however many years, that the triple cork is the pinnacle of moves. No one has run, won with a triple cork yet. It's been done. Ayuma did it in copper. Whatever. No one has won with one yet. Yeah. Ayumu laces the most technical run I've ever seen. Also, point of contention, 
Scotty's highest, I mean, lowest spin was a 900. Ayuma's lowest spin was a 1260. One more. One more. Lands this run. I go nuts. The crowd is booing on site. Once You're again, what? Uh, once again, I'll reiterate: judges cannot hear what I'm saying. If, if, I mean, the judges shouldn't be looking on social media either. So, this kind of sets up what happens in run number three. Wait, they're booing when the they're, score drops. When the people on site are madly booing when the score okay. dropped. We could hear it; it was audible. And I'm going, what? What? And what? Did they like forget to put a seven in there? Like, I couldn't. I thought it was. This was. We're going to come back from commercial, and this is going to be corrected. Sorry, everyone. We had a. A oh, it can, glitch. It can happen. What the hell just happened? That would be more. That would be more in line with what I was thinking. Sure, it would suck because we had to pay off this shitty score. But then all of a sudden, if they it was okay, we admit to a technical glitch. We're back on track for run number three. But they didn't. And at no time, because I've done this in surfing and I've seen it, mm -hmm. and you know, like at no time did you feel. Uh, less confident in your call that that was the best run you've ever seen. No, I didn't hear it in your voice. Not at like, all. No. Well, so That's I was it. so Fact. okay. We went to commercial right after Ayuma's run. Okay, yeah. so in between the break and when we came back on ear, I'm I just turned to Todd Harris. I'm like, and Harris looks at me. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what is going on here? And my producer in my ear, Billy Matthews, incredible producer. All the credit in the world to him. He's he's amazing at what he does. He goes in my ear. He goes, save this for when you come back. So oh, I, save the conversation. Save the conversation. Okay. We come back. So in between that time, I tweeted out, um, the judges have just grenaded all their credibility. Right. In my eyes, they did. And they're seeing, they're looking at social media? Between? No. They, oh. There's no way the judges like should. in a box. Yeah, yeah, the judges should. If they are, that is bad. If the right. judges are looking for public opinion of what is happening in that box, that's bad. I don't, I'm not saying it happened, but if they are. That's bad. Save it for your Instagram. Save post. it for your after effect. Like yeah. they shouldn't know what's happening with All the right. outside world. So okay. we come back from commercial. I go on my tirade about how this is a travesty and I'm irate and yada, yada, yada. Travesty. Judges, irate. judges grenading their credibility. And I just want, I just called it like I saw it. Like I've seen, I've been doing this for a long time. I competed at this level. I've been to the Olympics. I've seen all these gnarly runs over the years. I've watched the qualifying process. I've, I've been there. I've been there. You like, don't have to defend yourself. No, I'm just. We, this we is know. this is for the yeah. audience. This is for the audience. This is more like I'm. I'm they know. I'm like going to a psychiatrist right now. You, this you is, keep yelling at me. This is venting. Fine. Is this still called a psychiatrist? Yeah. Therapist. Therapy. Anyway. I'm your therapist. So anyway, we go. We come. You know, whatever. We come back, and now now we're back in the contest again. And there, are, it's a third final. Third, third and final. Third run. and final run. Current standings: Scotty James on top, Ayuma Hirano in second. Ayuma's not the type of person that Jap is going to break Japanese, his and flip the judges off. Japanese, Japanese, by who they are as society, are not the kind of people that are going to complain. Yeah, they they wouldn't do it. It's just not the way it is. And I and I've had this proven to me over the the messages that I've got in support from yeah. Japan. In run three, Kaju Hirano comes up, starts things off again. World record backside air, twenty four feet four inches high. Boom, just. Incredible! Here I go again. I'm trying to I'm trying to come down from what has happened to Ayuma Hirano because I feel like it's a disservice to snowboarding at this point. I'm I'm calling you focus on what's happening. Right, I have to like screen. refocus yeah. what's happening on screen. We still have Sean White's final run coming up. Can he do it? All this shit. It's his last hurrah. It, it, I mean, there's a lot going on in this yeah. last run. As we get through, Taylor Gold falls. Chase Josie falls. The Americans are not looking good for a medal here. We get down to Sean White. 
Sean White is on one. He drops in, does a huge front 14. Had he landed that second trick, had he landed the um, double 14 on hit number two, I think we could have seen him on the podium in a bronze medal, which would have been the greatest send-off of all time for him. Love him, love him or hate him, Sean White, uh, half-pipe snowboarding, and, and this, this stage that we're on owes a lot to Sean White. Yeah, and hold on a sec. Mm-hmm. I really liked your sentiment. I know you and Sean White go way back. Yeah. You've been critical of him on this podcast in in, in a respectful way. Sure. But I loved the reverie and the uh, the respect Absolutely. and the credit that, you know, both of you guys gave him and you know the, and the world gave him, but yeah. specifically you again just because I know the history and everything. So I thought that was really cool. Just just strip away every every, you know, looking at him at a criti- in a critical way from the point of is what he is what he's doing good for snowboarding. I have my disagrees with with how he's kind of conducted himself over the years. Whatever. Taking all that away, Sean White as an athlete, his perseverance, his dedication to the craft, he is a competitor. He is a goat in competitive halfpipe. Yep. Bottom line. He's the greatest halfpipe competitor that has ever lived. Hands you cannot down. take that yes. away from him. It was I love to see the emotion. He's in it. He he was in that moment and it was incredible. Now, Sean White moved aside. Okay. Scotty James comes down. And I do have to kind of apologize to Todd Harris because Todd Harris was, you know, Scotty James left the start gate. And Harris was in this telling the story of about how Scotty James's uh, Scotty James first started skiing and his sisters got him a snowboard to slow him down on the hill. And it's like happening as he's rolling in. And I'm like, I heard that. I'm like, Harris, Harris, you got to be qu- like, like, Hold dude, on. shut up. This is the heaviest freaking run of all time. And as you hear in the background, we got a, like a, a, a loader happening outside. It's good. It's good. So. He's dropping into the run. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. We got to get to this because literally this is like the most important run here. This is going to be the deciding factor whether or not Scotty James goes even more ham on this run and, and shuts the door on Ayumu. Scotty falls this run. Door is now open. Ayumu has to come down and do something. You know, He has to add something to this in order to get over the top of Scotty James because as we've seen, Ayumu lays down what I think is the heaviest run in history. The judges, they didn't think so. Yeah. So what does Ayumu have to do now? And Ayumu starts his run. And I'm like, show him. Give it to him. Smash him. Smash all doubt. I thought Ayumu was going to do a front 16-20 on the bottom hit. Okay, that's that's what I thought we were going to get. Ayumu drops in. First hit, 20-foot high, triple once again. Straight into the ex- Perfect. Straight into the exact same run. Okay, maybe a little bit bigger. Maybe a little bit bigger. He was pissed. Ayumu was. He said it in the Japanese media that he was mad. Yeah, and good. You, you know that kid had fire. Good. He comes down. I'm like, I'm like, what's it gonna be? Give it to him. Give him. Give that was even gnarlier. Give it to him. They drop a 96. Boom. Ayumu Hirano wins the gold medal. Scotty James didn't want to look at the score because he knew it was gonna be gnarly. Now the controversy begins because we're looking at the judging. The the and I'm just going to concentrate on the U.S. judge here. And I don't know who it is. I don't know who the dude is. But just looking at scores, looking at from the ten thousand foot view of what I see, what I see is Ayuma Hirano do a slightly better run than he did in run number one. Maybe a little bit bigger. Now six points in, in yeah, snowboarding six, is a lot. Six point difference from that judge. It's a lot from run number one to run number two. Where was your come to Jesus? Either you figured out that you fucked up on run number one, or you were uh, eating a sandwich when it happened, or you got 
God, I hope this isn't true. You went on social media and saw what social media was saying about your call. Something happened between run and one run and one two. Now, I think the right person won. Yeah. Okay, great. All's well that ends well. Had Ayumu fallen on run number three, we would be in a completely different place right now. Yeah. But still, it doesn't let the judges off the hook. And now I know the judges are all pissed off at me because I said on you, the United States' grandest uh, megaphone that they grenaded their cred- credibility. That particular day, they did to me. The numbers. The numbers. It, it's, it's opinion, of course. Yeah. But then you look at actual numbers. Okay, yeah. And if you look at runs, and I'm the furthest thing in the world from an Olympic snowboarding judge, but in terms of run, run, you know, both of those runs being from my eyes and from I'm sure most people's eyes identical. Yeah. You know, you said you went a little bigger on the second. I watched both of them like same run. Yeah. Could have been a replay. I, I yeah. thought my TV messed up or whatever. We see this in, in other sports, you know, like football. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see mm-hmm. football sometimes, and it's very subtle. Refs blow a call early. Last, last night. back. Just last night yeah. in the Super Bowl. You yeah. Know? So for – and, I'll, and I'll, I'll want you to keep going, but – so this is an example. Last night in the Super Bowl, towards the end of the game, huge holding call happens. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, two of – the best to ever do it. They say, you know, like, I don't know. Don't think, you know, like that, that's not, that, that's not it. Right. Right. And so same situation. Sure. Pretty much, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a call. It's not a point thing, but it's a call. So it does happen in every sport and it's the same outcome, right? The right team won. Right. There wasn't any, you know, there's been calls in the past where the game was like, it would have been a game changer. Yeah. These calls were, slightly less impactful in the overall thing. Yeah. But to your point, if the second run from Yuma wasn't the winning run, right? I mean, the shit would have hit the fan. The shit I don't would, know how, but the shit would, would have hit, hit the, the fan. proverbial fan. So I would not have been free. Cry was definitely going to be costly. Yes. So, okay, now I leave the booth that night. All's well that ends well. Justice. Oh my god, Just, my phone was Justice going for Yuma Hirano. <laughs> I leave the booth. I'm shaking. I'm like, I just got fired. You Bec- really thought you got fired? Well, because here's the reason. It's no secret. NBC and the IOC are in bed together. It's a big money-making thing. The, the NBC paid a fuckload of money for to have the rights to it. And here I am putting the IOC's hires on blast yeah. on, nat- on national TV. So I leave the room. Everyone, I mean, there was people coming Everyone's up. Like, there was hey. people coming up to me that like that call was insane. My phone blows up. Uh, social media, uh, social was, media goes absolutely apeshit. It was it was Todd Richards pandemonium. So for this three is days this straight. is this is at like I don't know eleven midnight. Yeah. Okay, East Coast time. I leave the I leave I leave just like holy shit. And then I you know I put this tweet out that was like look I came in hot but here's the reason why because honestly the biggest risk taken by any any competitor in in half pipe was by Ayumu that night. He yeah. put his life on. I mean, we saw what happened to, um, you know, we saw what happened to Kevin Pierce with the with the level of progression. We saw what happened to Sean when he tried the triple. Ayumu laced three in a row in mm-hmm. that freaking thing, and it looked like he didn't even try. So now I just say, you know, whatever, but hats off to Ayumu. He's literally risking his life for this. Yeah. I go home. 
I go to bed. Finally, I take a bunch of Nanocraft CBD. Turn your phone off. Turn my phone off. I wake up the next morning. I'm front page on every fucking newspaper. It's there's a million interview requests. My social media is just like, you know, it just went to like error with the amount of people, like messages and all positive. With people the, had your back. People had my back, with the, with the exception of uh, you're a traitor for not um, backing uh, the guy from the United States. Oh God, and, those people are the worst. And you know, just like, but those. I mean, these are like the people that are like no followers, just troll, like yeah. trolls, bots. Any, anyway, yeah, bots, but overwhelmingly positive i'm getting dm by like celebrities and all this crazy shit i'm just like holy shit what the fuck just happened i was just like calling it like i saw it but the the overwhelming response was i mean i was just in the moment as a snowboarder i wasn't i wasn't towing a company line at that point i was just yeah i'm a snowboarder i just saw the best snowboarding that i've ever seen i've been a pro since the, the fucking wheel was invented this is what i saw the the people at home responded. There was people that saying they didn't they they didn't even like snowboarding, but they were like ready to go for war for Ayumu Hirano in that run. Which is like, look, I'm doing my part. I'm making I'm engaging human beings in this and drama, it's, and it's all from the passion of what I like about snowboarding. It's human drama, and I think that you leveled up. You leveled up in my eyes as oh, thanks, a, as a friend, thanks. but more importantly as a, a commentator. And I think that that call was iconic for so many different reasons. Not only was it iconic because you told you you like told this story, and it had a happy ending. Mm. And everything you said, and I know from saying something and putting yourself out there, I don't know how you slept that night, just purely due to anxiety of yeah. am I going to get fired? Yeah. Uh, let me let me let me let me add to that story. So. Usually after every broadcast, we would get a message from Molly Solomon is the one that's in charge of the Olympics. She's she's the one. She's like the one that sits. She's What's the, her contact number? Yeah, exactly. Molly Solomon, top of the pyramid. Top of the food chain. Usually she hits us up right after the broadcast. Okay. She told me the night before on Chloe Kim's run. She's like, oh my God, that was so, so, that was so great. Everyone was, you know, yay. I didn't hear from her. Right. I didn't hear from her the next day until three o'clock in the afternoon. Sketchy. When I finally get this email and I'm afraid to open it because I haven't heard from anybody at this point. I've just been like, we all, regret to inform you. Yeah, dude. All I've been seeing is like the fucking outpouring of social media, just like over, like overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed. I felt like I was gonna throw up the whole day. I'm mm-hmm. not even kidding you. I agree. I, I, so Molly's Molly finally sends me an email and she's like, um, that last night was incredible. We need to have more commentators that t- take an educated stand. Yeah. the sports they represent you were everyone last night the outpouring of support has been nothing but positive yada 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 Thank and you, i Molly. and i was just like i like almost like i was like in tears yeah because it was like the anxiety was so much it was so much and i was just like i'm gonna like do i go into work because i was done after that but i had to stay in stanford for another day and a half because they just wanted to make sure like if, if the morning shows wanted to have me on and i hadn't heard from anybody the next day so i was like what like, do I just crawl into a rock? But all's well that ends well, and I, I, I'll say this: it was it was a ride. I'm glad that the snowboarding community appreciated it. I'm glad that Middle America appreciated it. I'm glad that NBC appreciated it. Now to to address one elephant in the room: I was not calling Big Air, and this has nothing to do with this. This was all due to scheduling while we were still going to China and moving from venue to venue and the COVID protocols. Kelly Clark is calling Big Air. I came home. I need a week off. You earned it, and I honestly, I think that 
and taking nothing away from Big Air, super gnarly, but Halfpipe is the pinnacle of snowboarding competition in the Olympics, in my opinion. It was. And in, in many people's opinion. And you had that moment. And I honestly thought the Olympics was over. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it wasn't, though, because my favorite, my favorite moment of it all, and this is like, you know, I'm not even counting what I was doing. My favorite moment of it all was Nick Baumgartner and Lindsey Jacobellis winning the team snowboard cross. Yes. Because I know Baumgartner. The guy is a big softy. Like he will cry if you know he. I'm sure he cries. But we when did you, talk about when it you on watch, this podcast before the Olympics. When you will watch Frozen. Support. When you will watch Frozen. I bet if he watches Frozen, he cries. But he okay. He's watching. So Team Snowboard Cross goes like this: the men go down. Whoever crosses the finish line first, that will delay the gate opening for the women up top. So as soon as they cross the finish line, they go back up to the top. The women are lined up. Whatever the time difference is between the men, between each other, is the time difference between the gates dropping. Okay. It was, this is mixed This is mixed racing. team snowboard cross. Team USA. It's Nick Baumgartner, Lindsey Jacobellis. The gate drops. Lindsey Jacobellis is in, in third or fourth. She makes her move, gets into second. The two riders behind them, like typical like snowboard cross, a NASCAR and ice, eat shit, gone. Lindsay Jacobellis is now racing with the with the woman in front of her. Nick Baumgartner is down in the in the base area, narrating the run with the camera on him. Oh my God! Come on, Lindsay! We're watching this shit live. Lindsay's behind. We know that she has an opportunity to pass. She's a great glider, meaning that her board will just run in the snow. Comes down into the final turn. Lindsay takes the inside line. Now they're neck and neck. But all of a sudden, Lindsay starts to edge away. Baumgartner's losing his fucking shit at the finish line. This is it. The Baumgartner's going to finally win a gold medal. The week before, or two or three days before, he lost out. He was in tears. That was it for Nick Baumgartner. His single, solo, S yeah. Solo thing. He's never going to make, he doesn't know if he's going to come back. Now Baumgartner's going to win a gold medal. Jacob Ellis crosses the line. Baumgartner goes crazy. Big, happiest moment of the Olympics for me. Yes. It was incredible. It was such like this feel-good moment. The right person wins the gold. He goes home to the UP, the Upper Peninsula in the Midwest, and... Hero. Fucking hero. The oldest... He's my hero. He's 40 years Olympian, old. Right? Lindsey Jacobellis, 35, gets the monkey off her back. Two gold medals. Congrats to Lindsey Jacobellis. Not only do you have the best song featuring Encinitas, but you also have two gold medals. Fuck the haters, including myself. You you crushed it. it Lindsey Jacobellis crushed it. It was the greatest spite medal victory in the history Hell of Hell yes. And I called it. Yeah. I called it a couple, I think a couple we both, episodes ago. I think we both did. I think I did, we, well, you said yeah. I want her to win, yeah. but you did play the song. Dude, she sang the song. And you know what? I see it now. We think that's you did that to fire her up, what do you and think it that song, We think that song's worth now, dude. Congratulations, Lindsay. Spike metal. I love it. Spike metal. So that, that was the Olympics. Good job. And now the fallout begins with the bomb hole stoking the fire, and I'm going to go on the bomb hole. We're going to debate with judges and yada, yeah. yada, yada. Well, you know, it's kind of – so we have mondaymass.com. We're not super active on it. All the, the podcasts and the, the, the videos and stuff live on there. But I'm getting – I I'm the uh, – what do you call it? Medium host manager? manager. I get the emails from it. I'm getting emails. I'm sending them to you. Yeah, from the Japan, from Japanese people. people all over the and world. That's another. To get an interview with that's another thing. I will, I'll add this too, and I think this is really cool. And um, I love Japan. Same. I flipping love Japan. It's Same. one of my favorite places to go in the world. I've been getting so many supportive messages from the Japanese because oh, the Japanese lucky. aren't. They're not. They don't. It's not in their culture to speak up. You know, it's not in their culture to call outrage when something shitty happens. It's all about honor. 
they, you know, you take it on the chin, you don't say shit, and you walk and you walk away. If you win, if you win, you win. If you don't, you don't. Even if if there's a travesty in judging, I called it out. The Japanese people are very appreciative of my support in this day and age of Asian, uh, like, just Asian racist bullshit that's happening. Yeah. You know, a guy from the United States stands up for for Japan's rights. I, I think there was a lot of people that were very happy with that. Now I'm just I'm you just, should go to Japan immediately and I get know. as much free. I would love food to. I would love possible. to go to Sapporo. I think it's opening up again because I know you couldn't fly into Tokyo without a quarantine and then go to Hokkaido to go. I home. wonder if I could ride your coattails yes. somehow in Japan. Can we do a Monday match? If there's anyone from Japan listening to this, Chris and I would like to go on an all-expenses-paid trip to Japan. We will come to Japan. We'll go on tour. Mm-hmm. I'll play some shows. I'll bring, you can have Todd I'll bring Ken, live on I'll bring Ken Block. Shows. Ken Block will come with us. We'll eat food. We'll surf yeah. and skate we'll and do snowboard. Mm-hmm. We'll do it all. Japan, anyone? Oh, my gosh. So that was that was my love letter to Japan and to snowboarding. And thank you, NBC, for once again having my back. I can't wait to do it again in Italy next time. And it's not over. Big Air finals are tonight and tomorrow night. Wow. And so I'm one. I know you got these messages, and there was like a lot of people that I talked to. I was trying to watch him, and I was on Peacock, and then I switched to YouTube. Yeah. So I saved up a lot of it. I'm like, well, because I would turn it on and it'd be some British dudes, and I'm like, okay, well, and then Mary right, and no Brad offense, Jane, I'm like, yeah. I, okay, um, I just couldn't find, I couldn't find anyone that I that I knew. I couldn't find you guys. I couldn't, I couldn't find anybody. It wasn't easy to find. So us. I watched. Actually, this is actually this NBC. was a pretty good, um, a pretty good way to do it. Saved it all up in one night. My wife and I went and watched all your calls. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of gold medal runs and just like we watched Lindsay Jacob Ellis race. Uh, and then we were in a wormhole and we watched um, Andrew Chen. Yes. Ice skating. Balling crying. Yeah. Halfway through his run. He's, look, I'm getting chills talking about it. I, we watched, watched it too. Ice skating. I, I, watched, cool. I watched that. Okay, here's this is my 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 humble brag. Not humble. It's not even you can brag about it. Okay. Brag on. I'm bro. watching. Brag. I'm watching this happen. Sitting next to Ashley Wagner and Brian Boitano. Brian Boy. Brian. What would Brian Boitano do? He would sit there and be the coolest dude ever as we're watching. The um, goat. The goat. He's a He's the goat. male goat for ice skating. Mm-hmm. Well, was Andrew Chen. He would kick an ass or two. That's what Brian Boitano Andrew would Andrew Chen, thank you for making me cry tears of joy. It was, it, was, it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen with a human body doing. It was crazy. And then another thing, I've always on this podcast, I've always said, oh, God, spins. I'm over it. Don't care. Totally changed my tune. I watched nearly every run in Halfpipe, and I just marvel at the ungodly ability that these men and women have to spin upside down, flipping and landing. It's just... The more I watch it, the more I'm in um, awe of you know, all of this. Did you actually watch Nathan Chen, or was it Andrew Chen that you were watching? Did I say Andrew Chen? It's Nathan Chen. Look, sorry, <laughs> Nathan Chen. Who is it? Is there? Who's Andrew? Was there an Olympian named Andrew? Andrew Cannon. 
Andrew Cannon, he used to be in the Olympics. <laughs> Nathan Chen made me cry. Yeah. Andrew Chen, never met him. See, it sounds like a nice guy. <laughs> Don't know if he can ice skate. But Nathan Chen, on the yeah. other hand, yeah. oh, shit. I had this big conversation last night, and I was telling someone about Andrew Chen. And now I feel stupid because they didn't correct me. They just said, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's good, huh? <laughs> and Nathan Chen's a big fan of this podcast. so Yeah, he's one yeah. of the biggest fans. Wow. So, man. Big, big week in in, uh, in sports. Yeah, it was a big sporty week. Okay. I feel like we put that to bed. Yeah. Let's move on because... because so there will be more Olympic conversation. I'm not this, even saying fallout because it's all good stuff. I don't know where this is going to go. You're going on the bomb hole, you said? I, well, I, I pitched Grenier today because there's a, there's a bunch of jo- uh, judges right now kind of um, bummed that I said what I said I on, on, on that platform. Which whatever I will I will sit here and I will debate that call and we will I think uh, Grenier is talking about being a moderator and then I will talk to a judge and and they can say their piece and I'll say my piece and yada yada I don't hate anybody I just you know there's no dislike it's you know you just you have the spotlight of the world on you to get the call right and you blatantly blow it like that yeah you're grenading your credibility yeah like and then but you know it's like. I don't think people are going to remember this Olympics f- 10 years from now and they, yeah, they might go, they, they might probably go, oh, will. that was the one where the judging was <laughs> kind of prob- weird. They probably will. Yeah. They probably will be remembered like that. Yeah, it might be. But also, the right dude. Yeah. Right guy The won. right man, the right women. Bottom line. But bottom line is, all judges need to get paid. This needs to be, a, th- these guys can't be doing drywall in the summer and then expected to sit I there. You about to say, can't be doing drugs. They can't be doing. <laughs> while they're judging. Yeah, that. But you, they can't be, this has to be a dedicated profession. They need to be paid and compensated well enough to have this be a full-time thing where they're constantly on the, with their fingers on the pulse of snowboarding and they're out there and you get the right people to do it. And it's like, you know, it's it's a it's a profession. This is how you have to open the debate because they're gonna come in there like freaking Todd Richards, guy's a dick, and then you come in, you go, judges need to get paid, they need to get the respect they deserve. Totally, like, I don't, I don't, oh, man, I don't disagree I'm with that. I, I think that's really what it is, but that doesn't take away from the fact that you can get it wrong, and if yeah. you get it wrong under the under the microscope of the world when the Olympics are happening, you're going to catch some shit. This isn't an NSSA or a USSA or a, a, a little contest where, like, you know, someone farts and they forget about it the next week. It's just like, yeah, dude, like, you got to get it right. Well, I think the good news for the judges is this happens in every sport. Uh, you know, again, it happened in the Super Bowl. It's happened in games leading up to the Super Bowl. So in any sport, on any scale, it happens. They're, they're human beings. There's a, there's a sign on the Little League field right over here. When I used to be at the games, it says, the umpires are humans and they are volunteers. Yeah. Be nice. Yeah. You know? Not saying you can't disagree, but I love the idea that there's a constructive conversation that's been happening because the first thing that happens is burn it down, but then it's like, okay, hold on a second. Well, there's also know. there's also this other underlying factor where the Interna- International Federation Do Ski, FIS, has control of snowboarding. That needs to be wrestled back because yeah. that, is, that is the reason that we're in this shit. 
because you know that is the reason why these guys aren't getting um, the replays they need, the time they need. They're under the pressure of the ski federation telling them how to do things. No, we need to stop that. It, will, will this stop that? Will this be a step in the right direction? Will this will this travesty of of uh, Triple Gate be a a catalyst for things going forward? God, I hope so. Yeah. Is there are there more snowboarders in the world or skiers in the world? I don't know. Who cares? What does that have to do? Did you count them? Yeah. Would you go I out don't and know. count them? I'm just asking. God, there's a lot. Guy Surf gets, news. Guy gets one good call at the Olympics. It's brought right? to you by Hanson's Surfboards. Look, go to HansonSurfboards.com right if you want to get 10 percent off on your purchases. Chris, my turn. Can you believe that backside air? My turn. By Andrew Chen. <laughs> that guy is good. <laughs> Uh, if you want to turn off the podcast, Nathan Chen. Nathan Chen. Listen, Chris Cote totally kidding. gets the late minute call up. Late minute? Last minute? Yeah. Whatever. You used all your big words. I used all my big words. You know, I'm out. I'm engorged. Well, okay, okay. Give me your two words real quick. Uh, oh, a travesty. Travesty. And in, in rate. I no, rate. I rate. Yeah. So I had two words at pipeline. What if I said I'm engorged? I'm engorged. <laughs> I'm distended over this call. This My is, anus is leaking. I am prolapsing. I got a pink sock coming out of my butt <laughs> because the judges. <laughs> yes, the story behind me going to pipeline <laughs> is as follows. Uh, uh, somebody tested positive. They had to be pulled out. Terps, right? I'm not at liberty to say. Yeah, let's well, come on. But I'll yeah. say it. He's a, he's the number one guy. Yeah, he's the dude. So of course he was doing it. But you're number two. Yeah, I'm number two. But I was so I got a call. This is the day before. Right when the phone rang, I saw the number. I'm like, I oh, know exactly boy. what's about to happen. So oh, I start stressing out, looking boy. at my calendar. Oh my god, I'm like, it is. So I get the call. I'll go over there. Take a red eye from here to Las Vegas, Las Vegas to Hawaii, landed six in the morning, grab my bags, mm -hmm. drive to the North Shore, an hour drive, park my car, get out of the car, walk to the set, grab a shirt, all the way up, pull my socks up, high socks, little shorts, sit down, headset, boom, the waves are out of this Mental. world. Perfect. One of the best days of competition at Pipeline in the history competition at pipeline therefore my first day with no i didn't have any notes i didn't i wasn't i was i was prepared in in the way that i was excited mm -hmm. and like the the entire surfing world and surf fans i was ready for the championship tour to start ready to see if the gamble of starting at pipeline oh, yeah, is gonna I pay keep forgetting. off this is the start yeah Right? It had that tone yeah. of the big finish, but it's just the start. This is the start. And I think the WSL got it right starting at Pipeline because regardless of how you feel about lowers and coming to the end of the year, we just launched the championship tour out of a cannon. Yeah. First day was incredible. I mean, so many stories of underdogs, rookies, senior citizens. I mean, people just men, mm. women, and children going absolutely bonkers at perfect pipeline so super fun amazing first day got a groove pretty quick felt pretty good about it mm -hmm. keeps going contest keeps going on and you know of course everyone's swell, about is, Kelly swell is also building tons of waves it's like big, well, big. actually you know it was weird mm -hmm. the day before apparently the first day of the contest was dead flat really like a lake the next day huge perfect crazy pipeline the next day 
So the, they did two the rounds. Next the next day was off, right? The next day was off. But it was good. Or it turned good in the afternoon or something. It was good, but it wasn't like the it wasn't as good as the first day. Mm. I think there was a break in between of a day or so. Mm-hmm. Um, there was women's competition in like four to six foot pipe backdoor. Mm-hmm. You know, ladies are getting tubed, charging, setting it up for the end. Right, sure. it's all coming like this. Mm-hmm. There was one day that was just kind of firing, but they knew that there was plenty coming up, and there's wind is always an issue. Finals day comes, it's bigger than the first day, way gnarlier, not as perfect. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, we're going to see some shit go down today. And that was the day, Kelly Slater, in the morning. So the first day we're watching Kelly, we're going, he's he's drinking, he's drinking hot water and turmeric. Like, something's about to happen. Right. That's what he has for breakfast. So really? You, you know, hot water, turmeric. That's what, he, turmeric. Run, that's what he runs for turmeric. breakfast. Turmeric. Really? Turmeric. So he starts to get on a roll. He took out Baron Mamiya. We're like, whoa, Baron was yeah. probably going to win the contest. Yeah. Took out our guy, Jake Marshall. Jake Marshall, who had his worst heat at pipe ever, probably took the worst wipeout of one of the worst wipeouts of the contest, grabbed his board, paddled back out. Total badass. Talking about Jake because he's our guy from right here. He went up against Kelly Slater. He got a couple bombs at backdoor, like came back mm-hmm. from a disastrous early round. Slater takes out Bear Mamiya, starts to get on this roll, and we're going, is this is this going to happen? Like, the goat? Is he, Everyone's is he calling doing him it? the goat. Right. Oh, he's the goat. He's the goat. And I'm kind of in the same boat, and I'm going like, Tom Brady, blah, 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 Tiger Woods. I'm like, you're great. You're not the goat. Kelly Slater's the goat. Is there a boat? A goat boat? No, this is like the best of all time and the greatest of Could all time. Could be a boat. Yeah. Boat goat. Is, anyway. the, is the boat lower than the goat? Best. I think greatest is so the pinnacle. Be, of, so best of all time. Greatest of all time. Okay. Because if if you're eating pizza and you're like, oh, this is the best. People go, oh, that must be good. If you're like, this is the greatest. They go, ooh. Mm-hmm. Same thing with surfing. Mm-hmm. Pizza. So it starts to happen. Things start getting emotional. The buildup is here. And then is like, is Kelly Slayer going to retire if he wins this? What's going to happen? Can he win this? He freaking wins it. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not leaving. And I had that call. The goat doing goat things. Which is in surfing. A lot of times when you're doing the commentary, there was one, I think, Nat Young. No, so Nat Young got a wave and I was talking about Bitcoin Beach. Blah, blah, blah. Bitcoin Beast did it. And I look up, and Nat Young is on the gnarliest wave of the morning. So you just I'm yammering. Like, hey, Nat Young, go. Here we go. Like, But, of course, the highlight is mm-hmm. Bitcoin, the Bitcoin Beach. Beach is cool. They're Nat Young. And it's like, damn yeah. it. Yeah. So, thankfully, the, the Kelly Slater highlights, I, I knew they were going to be replayed over and over again. Sure. So I was. You had to get it right. Had to get it right. But I was in the same boat as you. I'm so hyped on what I'm seeing I'm crying. I'm getting emotional. People around me are crying. People on the beach are crying. It was it was a big deal. Like I watched that final heat. Yeah. And you know when he went over to Seth and they hugged and Kelly's like bawling. It it's, was crazy. It was gnarly. It was like such a like a fantasy. If you wanted to build drama and have it pay off that yeah. way, you couldn't have scripted it any yeah. better. Yeah. So seeing all this unfold, we're going. This is this is going to happen. Kelly wins, and. I'm in the same boat as you as 
after it, you know, so we still had the women's finals mm. to go. Kelly wins. It's one of the greatest moments in surfing history. Yeah. He almost died on a wave. Like, if yeah, his, I saw that. If his head was like this, he would have died. But his head was like this. He made it. Insane. And then he paddled back out through back door. Paddled which back is fucking out. gnarly. So throughout the whole week, I'm looking, I'm finding trolls because I'm. You're, you're going uh, down I, the I, rabbit hole. Yeah, I went down the rabbit hole. And it does, like, honestly, it does not. It's just self flogging. Unless somebody says something personal. Mm -hmm. But most of it is like, this dude's the worst. And I'm like, thanks for watching. You know, so <laughs> I seek it out. Yeah. But mo the overwhelming majority of the, of the responses, people are stoked. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of my friends, our friends, I made the call. Uh, this is a huge victory for 40-somethings everywhere. Right. And people are like, yes, I'm 40-something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was a really feel-good moment. And now Kelly Slater is in the driver's seat to potentially make the final five at the end of the year, which would be... Again, swan song. Do you think? What do you think? Oh my gosh, I think it's possible because. Do you think he's feeling it? Sunset Beach. But what about Australia and the whole thing? He's going. He is. Yeah. He's getting. Well, he's, but I thought. What about the whole vaccine bullshit? His thing is he and I. I think there's a interview up on WSL. Basically, he's like, "Look, I'm vaccinated, but it's none of your business." Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you because I'm going to Australia, so he said it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm paraphrasing. I just read it. He said, I am going to Australia. So think of the waves coming up. Sunset Beach, that one's going to be interesting. Kelly Slater has a love-hate relationship with Sunset. I think it's more hate. Mm. He's just never done well there. Can he? Of course. Mm -hmm. Sunset is an equalizer. Yeah, I have no idea who's going to win. Baron Mia might win that. John John might win it. Connor yeah. Coffin. Jack Robinson. It's anyone's game. Has anyone? Who's, won, who's the last person to win Sunset Backside? Evan Valier, maybe? What? What like a while back? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, the last couple of winners that I can remember, you got Billy Kemper on a bunch, Connor Coffin, Barron's done well there, uh, Zeke Lau. Mm -hmm. This is a big regular footers yeah. event to win. The women are gonna go out there. That's mm -hmm. gonna be super fun. I mean, mm -hmm. Chris is probably gonna do well. Of course. Yeah. It's gonna be a really fun event to watch. Think of Kelly Slater, Sunset, we'll see what happens there. After that, we're starting to go to Margaret River in the box. Mm -hmm. Of course, Kelly can do good there. Bells. Mm -hmm. He's got multiple bells. He can win that event. G-Land. Yeah. Hello. Google Kelly Slater, G-Land. Yeah, that's like his, Your mind's that's his, about to be blown. his sweet spot. Sweet spot. Tahiti. Mm -hmm. El Salvador. Don't know. Beach break, though. Kelly's very dangerous it's in a, beach break. Yeah, what's well, like a lowers on acid. Mm-hmm. On steroids, whatever you want to say. Jay Bay, <laughs> Kelly Slater. I think, I'm saying it now, Kelly Slater will be in the Rip Curl WSL finals at the end of the year. Dude. I don't know where he'll be in the order. That would be. He will be in it. That would be so insane. I don't know if Gabriel Medina is going to come back, but yeah, there's talk I think Kelly will be. Uh, Kelly will be in the final five. So Gabe Medina was not here. Gabriel Medina pulled out of the first. He said he doesn't know when he's coming back. Um, he and was missed. And how many events can you drop? Except for everyone in the, on yeah. the championship tour. How many events are you like to drop? Two. Two. Okay, so he's got... But there's a mid-year cut. Yeah, right, right. I don't think he'll make the mid-year cut. Hmm. We'll see what happens next. Oh, the women go out. So emotional, oh, yeah, super yeah, yeah. emotional day. Everyone's crying. I'm crying. Can't help it. 
freaking goat doing goat things. Women go out the next day. It's still freaking huge. You got people out there in their basements eating Cheetos. Oh, I would drop in on that wave. No, you wouldn't. It was fucking gnarly out there at Pipeline when the women went out. Mm-hmm. Moana Jones Wong. I know. So you got Kelly, who everyone in the world knows. Everyone's at this. They used to cheer against him because he won too much, but now everyone's cheering for him. He's the best. Moana Jones Wong, local surfer. I've not, I've maybe, I've, I don't know if I ever even heard of her until the months leading up to Pipe because everyone's going, this is the girl right here. Right. So she starts getting on a roll too, and, and she wants it to be big. She wants it to be gnarly. Mm-hmm. This is a Sunday morning. It is, it's still pumping. So you got four, sir. I, it was only the semis and the finals. Tyler Wright, just, I mean, packs a yeah, bomb. Yeah, gnarliest of the gnarlies out there. Yeah, and they're, you know, they're answering, they're answering question after question. Will the women go? Will they pull in? Will they try? They did it all. They crushed. Juana Jones Wong comes through as a wild card. No rankings. No, like, she did good in the backdoor shootout in the HIC event. She comes through, wins pipe. I mean, makes it look so easy. She is tiny. Really? Tiny little thing. She's out there like soul arching in barrels. Insane. Crying again. Two days in a row crying <laughs> at, a, at a surf contest. That's so insane. I mean, it's so, crazy how sports can like. It does. You know, and it's, you. it's, it's hard not to get caught up in those moments. And as, you know, as you get older, you get sappier. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if that's even a thing, but you just. I don't know. It permeates you more than it used to. Well, to see, I mean, to see people achieve these pinnacle moments yeah. and knowing how, like, how difficult it is, how dangerous it is. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, and we, we've been talking throughout the past couple episodes about 40-somethings ruling the world. As I'm watching Kelly Slater do this, yep. that night I put on Instagram, I see Tony Hawk. And Andy Mack do one of the gnarliest doubles runs yes. I've ever seen. These dudes are 50. And, I mean, Jason Ellis, too. Like, these it's guys like, have all been, like, on the come up lately with stuff that they're doing and, like, age. I mean. Remember look. when your parents used to quit skating? <laughs> oh, my God. We don't do that anymore. We're going to be skating until we're 60. And you, Tony Hawk, Kelly Slater, Tom Brady. These people are leading the way. Sean Even White. Sean White. Yeah. How old is Sean White? 35. 35. Yeah. I hope he keep. I hope he keeps in Sean White. I should say. I hope he he stays in snowboarding in some facet. I I, I would love to see um, some video parts. I know that stance needs to narrow up though. If Free he wants riding? to go to the backcountry. Hey, you want to hear one of my? This is one of my favorite moments from the North Shore while you were there. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for yes. this? Yes. Guys, I'm tell you, fuck us plenty times already. The way this fucking cranking boat. If you know more fins, you don't know how to surf. Fucking love. North Shore lifeguards are the best. Yeah. And they are they have the heaviest job ever. Uh hell yeah they do. Like big shouts to North Shore lifeguards because they have to save just straight dummies donkeys from going in like ah. from dying yeah yeah and then they have to put themselves at risk for dum-dums in the and water they have to raise their own money they really have to, they have to have like 
dances and sock hops and like sell cookies. Donate to the North Shore lifeguards. Donate yeah. to the North Shore lifeguards. Um, and they are legends. They are they are some of the biggest legends within in, in surfing. And I gotta say. It's interesting because we're here in Encinitas. It was 90 degrees. We're watching the Olympics, yep. and it's like the snowboarding is the last thing on your mind, except for when it's on the TV. Mm. I, I know it's going off globally, but it just felt like after pipe, same thing. And not not just me. I I obviously focus on myself selfishly <laughs> and find what people are saying about me personally. Mm. But it just felt like the stoke of surfing. On social media. Oh, it was very positive. Online. Very positive. It was so positive, but more than ever. I mean, walking around the neighborhood, people who I've known forever. Hey, what's up? Usually. Oh, that was Pipeline. Oh, my God. Like, that was crazy. Let's talk about Uncle Mike. Oh, getting the fucking wet. No, is he? I thought he was going to be like seven, like 64. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. So I I hit up Coco because I wanted to drop uh, an Uncle Mike reference in the. In the broadcast, yes, because I know Coco's watching and her tutu's watching in the whole yep. nine yards because of Mark McMorris, and I was like, you know, that was inspirational to me to hear everyone talking about Michael Ho just packing one of the best backdoor waves of the winter. He hadn't surfed in six months. Six months. This was his first wave, first session, and he came in. That's G shit right there. One and fucking done. That is G shit. So yeah, forty somethings are. Ruling the world, but 60-somethings are also... Owning it. Ruling the world. But it just felt like... Uh, surfing's in... You got... Of course you have... You know, your your gossip blogs and websites that are gonna talk shit. And that's their job. Everybody talks shit. And I read that. It's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm in it. But I also just loved the outpouring of excitement and love for surfing and love for, you know, Kelly Slater. And my brother actually said, if he hears me say goat one more time, he's going to punch me in the head. Well, I think it's, it fine. just comes down to, he like, doesn't you to realize how many people are passionate about the same thing that yeah. you love and whether or not like, you know, people are going off online about, about, uh, you know, snowboarding or surfing after the Olympics or pipeline. It's just shows you how, how much these sports, um, permeate your soul. Yeah. So whatever, fucking great job, that was awesome. Um, in uh, the best interest of this podcast, not going oh into my god, a fucking black hole. Oh, do you have any skate news? I got a little bit more surf news. Okay, go. So this past weekend, Camp Shred, mm. Camp Shred is the world's biggest surfboard demo, and again, the stoke levels were on an all-time high. This is where people can come try out all the different boards. I didn't. I wish I had more time to go around and squeeze boards and do the whole thing, but mm. my band, Cut You Up, actually played first time in three years. Once again, you guys are online. You can go Harsh Mellow, download who you their missed, music. and I know you're angry about that. They mm. put on an insane show. Did oh, was it? Did it sound like Fluff? Better than Fluff. Wow. Riff Rock, Heavy Smuggles, they just went off. Uh, Brian Bent and the Bent Duo, it's a father-daughter band, Sorry. went off. Sunday was Iron Sage Wood. I'm talking about the bands because that was my job is booking the band. So, of course, I booked my own band. Right. And Yovi. Yovi played Sunday. They showed the Super Bowl down there. It was an epic event. If, you, if you've if you never been to a Camp Shred, going again next year, 
get on there. It's it's you're gonna love it. Fuck yeah. Surfing is awesome. Fuck yeah. Look at my board. It's right there. I got a surf. I went. Board. I surfed yesterday for three and a half hours after I got home because I earned it. I just needed to get be in the thing. Oh wait. So mm. sorry. I forgot to say. Uh. My two words uh. at Pipeline for the first two days: hyperbole. Hyperbole. I'm not gonna dip. I'm not gonna dip into hyperbole here, but that was the best. Bar- you know, hyperbole. Right. I kept saying it. Of course, people on Twitter pick it up. Hyperbole, dork. What else? And then say? I started saying warranted, mm. which would you ever sit in the water and somebody catches a wave? And that like, wasn't oh, warranted. I got barreled. I'm like, oh, that was warranted, bro. I said it like eight times. Really? So those were my words mm. that I said. Look. I did say congealed as a dare from Laura Enever. Congealed. And shout out to Strider Wasilewski. Being in the water eight hours a day at yeah. maxing pipeline, keeping the dude. I remember this. I remember like up. he came back, like he was getting, or he, no, he was giving you an interview, and he's like, "I gotta go. I'm about to die." Like twenty times <laughs> yeah. it happened, and we're like, "Get out of the way!" It literally, you could see him. He's like talking, uh, you know. He's like, oh, bye. And he, yeah, yeah, big, big, big shout. And then also to my new friend Matthew McConaughey. What do you mean? Oh, he was there. A lot of people said I look like Matthew McConaughey in my suit. Oh, I, there's a question about that. Do I? I'll give you the quick Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. update. So, cool. I'm coming in. Is he cool? So cool. All right. And, even, and after I tell you this, wait. Cool. All, right, all right, all right. Come in. He's up there with Strider. They hang out. And his son. I walk up. I see, I see them. It's just them and just me. There's like a little walkway. Yeah. And Strider's like, oh, hey, Chris Cote. Like, you know, to them. And the kid's like looks at me and I could tell that like, he knew. Oh yeah, he knew who I was. And I shook his hand and he's like, Oh, talking. and then I hear behind me, Hey, Mr. Chris Cote, don't walk past me. I'm a fan too. And I turn around. It's Matthew McConaughey. I'm like, Hey, what's up? Like trying to play. Right. Cool. Yeah. Cause I'm you don't like, what do I do? He's fanning out. What? He's fanning out on me. Really? We hear your voice in our house all the time. We listen to you all the time, man. You're the best. I'm just like, what the you world know, is this? Matthew McConaughey is a huge, huge fan of this podcast. He is. And his apparently his son dressed like me for Halloween last year. What? Yeah. I'm big in the McConaughey house. Do you think, do you think that his son listens to this podcast? I don't know about that. Why not? He might. He probably follows you on Instagram. Probably. So Anyway, maybe, shout out McConaughey fam. And then I, I, I remember the next day. We were talking a little bit about surfing stuff. I'm like, so, well, how'd you get into surfing? And he's like, oh, man, about, I don't know, 12 or something years ago, I did a little movie called Surfer Dude. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Surfer, yes. co- surfer comma dude. Yeah, surfer mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my Matthew McConaughey story. He just seems we'll like, out again he seems like one of the coolest dudes ever. Such a nice guy. He's been in some of the, my favorite shows dude, and movies. Dude, True Detective? Yeah, dude. Days and Confused. I almost, uh, I'm kind of like, I know I could have got it. I want to get Matthew McConaughey on my outgoing message. Why don't you get Matthew it. McConaughey on the fucking podcast? Well, my message is more important. All right. Anyway, that was cool. Um, did you see when I was in my suit? Yes. So I do have a question, actually. All right. All right. Well, do you have any skateboard news before we get to questions? Any? My skateboard news is... Is it got to be a good one? I was going to give my skateboard away at the Pipeline Skate Park, but I didn't have time, and so I brought it on the plane with me home. I left it on the plane. Oh, my God. Did you just like leave it? I left it on my tran uh, in the overhead thing. Uh. It's in first class, so it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. So somebody at American Airlines got a skateboard, but that's fine because I love American Airlines. And I set up a brand new Christmas complete. Thank you, Generator Distribution, Darkroom, 
Crocs, uh, Bones, Bearings, Vern Laird. These are my uh, quasi dad sponsors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I got I got some wheels at Rose Street Skate Shop. I go between Rose Street and McGill's. You know, I go purchase for purchase. You keep it going with the with the town. Yeah, so I have a Christmas complete right now, and it's going really well. You know, my skateboarding, it's it's it's, it's I'm hanging it. I'm I'm holding on. Forty something. We talk about. Just I got four tricks. I'm keeping them. I just yeah, keep those keep four those. tricks. We're keep good. Them. Keep them. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, skateboarding news. Like it was overshadowed by surfing and snowboard news this week. Yeah. I'm sorry if you're out there skating. Just keep doing it. We'll get to you next week. Yeah, I did. What I saw a couple. There's a couple insanely good videos out there right now. Girl just released a tour video. Mm-hmm. Um, John Gardner had a rough cut. That's insanity. Yeah. You know what I didn't realize is that Chloe Kim's boyfriend is Elijah Burles' brother. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Oh, and last thing in surf news, uh-huh. the Hurley Pro Sunset Beach presented by Shiseido. Are you going? Professional way to say the name. I'm not mm-hmm. going, but that starts. It could start today okay. or tomorrow. All right. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Oh, yeah. VD. Spread, yeah. Spread it. Venereal Disease Day. Wait. Uh, Valentine's Day. Nerd news is brought to you by Panic and Coffee and Tea. Yes, it is. Okay, just a couple nerd newses. Book of Boba Fett. Did you watch? Don't wa- spoil it. I got. I'm saved oh the last episode to watch God. my kids tonight. But did you watch the episode the week before where Luke shows up and Grogu is in it and the whole nine yards? No, but I know what happened. You haven't seen that one. I either. was tripping when Mandalorian came in. But you haven't seen the one. I where- haven't seen the, that one. I'm gonna have to watch it before I watch the final. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, for now, have you been watching Raised by Wolves, the new season? Yes, it is good. Yes, Raised by Wolves is a slow burn, but it's coming back. It's good, dude. Righteous Gemstones is popping off. There was you, a big vomit scene in the in the latest one that was really funny. Do you watch Billions? Nope. nope. I I did watch Billions a oh, little okay. bit, All right. but I haven't gotten got super into so it. So I met this this dude was at the Olympics. I think his name's Dan. Dan uh, Schneider. No, that's not who we're talking about. Dan Blazarian? No, it's not Dan. Dan Cote? Anyway, um, I was hanging out with a guy that was on Billions, but I didn't really know until after. And he's a really funny comedian, and he was really, really cool, and I feel like I'm blowing it because I forget what his name is. Does he listen to the podcast? Not anymore. He should. Um, That's my nerd news. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I watched the commercials. Any commercials stand out for you? I like the... um, um, it's your friend from Boston with the Boston Dynamics yeah. robots. That was pretty sick. I did like the um, Multiverse of Madness trailer. That was sick. I liked the Lord uh, of the Rings. You know, I don't know where that's going. It's weird, but it's I'm weird. In, I'm confused. I'm excited for a series of, Lord uh, of the Rings. Moon Knight. Kind of stoked for that. That's the Dude, new. The best commercial. Which one was it? Was also the cheapest commercial. Which one was it? But the commercial that everyone's talking about and people are already emulating. Bitcoin crypto commercial. I didn't even see it. What is so funny about it? Blank screen. Yeah. QR code. Yeah. Bouncing like that. Yeah. Black screen QR code. That's all it was? For a minute. For a minute. And we're all, we had 20 people watching and everyone's like, don't do it. Don't do it. But everyone did it. God damn it. And they went and they did it and it was for cryptocurrency. But that was brilliant. Wow. So you buy the commercial. It's that's a bold $4 million. That's a bold, bold move. Yeah. And you do... And I, it worked. It was in. It was. It I was heard. Um, perfect. I heard. Um, Liquid Death had a uh, a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, that's pretty balls. Yeah, that's baller. That's ball money. Yeah, we had a Saint Archer commercial. 
I remember that, and that was like a big fucking deal. Tight. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Oh, the halftime show. Oh yeah. Did you have sentimentality? Like you, I didn't. You weren't like a big hip hop guy. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I didn't watch anything. I couldn't. Uh, I didn't. You watched commercials on YouTube. Yeah. Oh. Well, most people that I know really enjoyed the halftime show. It was nostalgia. Then you had Kendrick Lamar, Eminem came out, Eminem kneeled, which I thought was cool. Um, it was just like a really cool looking show. Mm-hmm. And I just love that Compton and Long people Beach used to in get the house. in trouble for listening to Snoop Dogg and Dre. You know, it used to be dangerous and now it's like on the Super Bowl. Mary I, J. Blige. I did see a lot of people saying like, um, here's a bunch of uh, late 40s people explaining to their kids who these people are. Yeah. It was definitely like my kids were pretty hyped on it because they still know who Eminem is and Snoop? Dr. Dre. They know who Snoop, Snoop is? Yeah, yeah. All right. Those guys are. Dude, I, I was. I, you know what I, I missed at the Olympics was Snoop and Kevin Hart commentating. Did Leslie from Saturday Night no. Live message you? No. Not she this. was pissed because they kept taking her off the air. Not this time. She, she like literally like roasted me in Pyeongchang, which I loved. Yeah. Lucky. Anyway, so that's uh, that is our news for that. But we're gonna go to com- uh, questions because I know there's like seventeen thousand of them here. Yes. Well, no, actually, there's not that many. No. Well, I have a fuckload. Okay. Well, start. Are they all for you? Selfish. I don't know. Let's see. I got one. I got one for you. What is it? This is from Carolyn Cote. All right. Did Todd do his own hair and makeup huh. for his big shows? And did you like? Having your hair did and hair. I'm. She asked, "Did you do your own hair and makeup? And did you dress yourself, or did you have a team dress you up and make you look so?" So great? you go in and you go in for H and M, which is hair and makeup, and then yeah. so when you're on the live studio show, like I've been wearing a beanie or a hat. My like, I can't even remember. Like it looks when I look in the mirror and I don't have a beanie or a hat on, it looks weird. So I was way out of my comfort zone. <laughs> They put a suit on. Great. They put a suit on me the first day when I went on with the woman that does. Um, I forget what her name is, but she does. Good Morning uh, America. No. Today show. It was a. It was a, it was a morning a, show. It was a day show, and she does. Um, Pornhub. World Cup soccer, and it was like my tie was all fucking cockeyed, and like it, that was a shit show in itself. Getting to that show, but I was just like, all right. But I never. I didn't realize so many people watch daytime TV because the amount of messages I got. But. Uh, Caroline, no, they have a team that dresses us, right? And that's how it goes. Uh, and if anyone out there needs professional hair and makeup done, DM me, and I'll give mm-hmm. you my wife's name and number. She's really good at it. What else you got? Okay, um, this is from Becky Bubs, aka Brent Lafleur. Mm-hmm. Maybe you already talked about it in Snowbird News, but it was kind of interesting to see people jump on the Sean White train at the end. There seems like a bunch of haters jumped ship. Well, I think what it really comes down to is whether or not you agree with his, with who he is in snowboarding, you can't deny the fact that you're watching a person that has moved the needle in this sport decide to retire. And it's, it's something that he dedicated his life to. And it's like you, you tune in to watch whether or not you want to see Sean get second or you want to see him win. You're tuning in just the same. And he's been there. He's been there since like the first time that I encountered Sean White as a problem in my snowboard career was 2002. Jeez. 2002, he was like it's a, over 20 years ago problem. by my math. So he's been at this forever. Well, and I, I, I see, I, I know exactly what you're saying. You can separate the art yeah, from the artist. Exactly. And we can all, and I've, I don't know him. Like I met him a couple of times, but 
He's always been cool to me. <laughs> he won't remember you. Um, when you see greatness like that for that long, you he gotta, basically he's like bigger than the Olympics. He was. It's and in the Olympics, I mean, NBC will fully admit that they built that show on his back. They needed for uh, and the the past three four Olympics, they needed Sean White more than the Olymp- Sean White needed the Olympics. I'll tell you what, I believe. I mean, even with Ayumu and Kaiju and these new kids coming up, there's going to be a vacuum now. Yeah. With Sean White stepping away, there's it, there's going to be who is going to fill that spot. Who's Who? going to fill the spot? Yeah. Snowboarding will miss him. And I don't See care if happens. you don't like him or you do like him, whatever. I can't even air out of a half pipe. Here's it's a not qu- going to be me. Here's, here's a um, right, up your, um, right up your wheelhouse. Speaking of, uh, this is from Ryan Wheeler. Okay. Ryan Wheeler oh, says. Wheelhouse Wheeler? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does Kaishu actually receive a Guinness World Record for that method? Like a plaque to prove it. Thanks, guys. Big fan. Also, thanks for doing what you do for snowboarding time. Well, Th- thank you, I, Ryan. I do stuff for snowboarding. And Chris too. does stuff for snowboarding too. Mainly, good, mainly has his bindings break on the best pow day ever. I've but, been snowboarding before. So I don't, you know, I think the the way the Guinness Book of World Records goes, and I know that um, when Valentino did it, um, Giselli, Valentino Giselli, the yep. Australian kid, he did it in locks. It was set up to be a Guinness Book of World War. I'm going to go out and break the Guinness Book of World Records. And they have to be there to see They it. have to officiate, yeah. uh, uh, be officially. an official there. No, I don't think it'll go in the Guinness, but it might because they have transponders on them that tell them how big they go, I think. Facts are facts, Guinness. I think, I think, but who knows? I, I don't, he's not, maybe if he doesn't get a plaque, he, he broke the record in my eyes. He broke the internet. Broke I got the, a Would You Rather classic yes. from California Mud Motors. What's he saying? Would you rather have the biggest method air ever on film or still be able to stomp lofty back ones off big boosters at 60 years old? Mm. I think I would like to have the biggest method air yeah. ever on Fuck film for yes, my Instagram dude. feed. Fuck yes. I, I would, would get so many likes. Can you imagine what it would be like to be Kaijo Hirano just hanging up there like oh, that? Is that a, oh, I thought that was another question. No, that's not a question. That's a The statement. English Beat liked a tweet that mentioned Cut You Up is available on all streaming services. Look. Literally the English Beat? Yeah. The band. Not a question. Mirror in the bathroom. Go ahead. All right. What should... This is, comes from Tyler... Str- what? <laughs> Tyler Strout. What should deduct more points in a slope style competition? A missed grab on a jump or not locking in a board slide, not using the entire length of the rail and not landing bolts all on the same rail. I believe they're all the same. Same thing. Same thing. I think it's... it's Putting your hand down on it's a, landing. It's a, missed, it's a missed trick. It's not perfect. The deduction should be the same. Yeah. And especially if you're, if you're doing um, crazy, uh, crazy triple things and you need to be looking perfect in the air, missing your grab and grabbing your knee isn't going to get you that um, yeah. score. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is an Olympic snowboarding commentator. Yeah. Uh, Hannah Lee says, What's do y'all think snowboarding would benefit from more scoring deadlines similar to figure skating where tricks have a certain point values no. and there's specific percentages allocated for technicality and style? No, I think what you're going to come down. Well, I mean, yeah, that would make the it better. Part of that, that, question would, is, that would make it better to discern things for the layman. I think like, OK, well, here's well, I, you know what? Maybe they do have that in like the in the judge's handbook. They might be like, look, a triple cork is worth this much. We start to deduct away from that if someone uh, lands poorly or, you know, puts a hand down or doesn't grab yeah. or grabs a two. Maybe that already exists, but I think it should be more open to, um, you know, the overall impression thing. Like, how high did this guy go? Are his 
are his lines consistent? Was he sketching between the walls? Was he smooth? Was he grabbing? Did he look like he was putting a lot of effort in or did he look like he was flowing from wall to wall? Yeah. That's to me, that's more in line with what snowboarding really is instead of trying to add um, a fist judging criteria to it. You can't, yeah, you can't, I, I don't, you can't ever list tricks that takes, because creativity is part of judging, yeah. uh, speed, height. And with figure skating, you're did you say amplitude? I'd never say amplitude. Okay, good. In figure skating, also, you have to submit what you're going to do. It's the same within aerials or the same within moguls. You're submitting to them what you're going yeah. to do before you do it. And that. I read both Andrew and Nathan Chen's trick list before they competed. And I just think impressed. that's it's, it's lame because you like there's no room for Im- improvisation. Right. This okay. is not an episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. No. This, um, this figure skating. Here's one last question from me. Hardest part of broadcasting last week from this is from Alex C. The hardest part of broadcasting last week, I think, was probably just getting used to the time, uh, the the time that we we're doing it because I'm I go to bed early. That's fair, and you're still in the time zone. It's one thing if you're in China and you're like up yeah. with the sun and yeah, you're it's, it's up different. With the elements. It's different when you're trying to go to sleep when the sun's coming. Yeah, up. that's really hard for me to do. And the hardest part about uh, commentating at Pipeline is. Coming up with different ways to describe someone dropping in, getting barreled, and coming out. Yeah, that's true. Like, how many different ways are there to describe someone doing He's the same thing? in the pit, thing? in the pocket, in the tube. I had a lot of people say they liked when I called these big waves coming in aquatic anomalies. Oh, yeah. there you go. Got a question from Adam Etz Art. Adam Etz Art. Yeah, Long time friend, fan, listener. We love him. We, uh, you know, we were playing this uh, background music for him. That's our like cue music, like the Oscars. Yeah. You're going too long. Nobody gives a shit. We're going to run a stone the Olympics are over. During the broadcast. was a year ago. Nobody cares. Okay, go. Monday mass question. Obviously. <laughs> North Shore is considered the proving ground for surfing. In your opinion, which locations are the proving ground for snow and skate? All I'll right. do skate. Okay, you do skate. Burnside? Mm-hmm. I'll do snow. Mount Baker. Okay. Easy. There we go. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna cut it here because I don't like this. It's giving me a headache. Thank you, everybody, for all the kind words and support. It meant everything to me when I knew that um, I was in. I, I thought that I was in the right, but you always second guess myself. And it was really fun. I'm glad to be home. I'm glad to be here. And um, yeah, if you guys have anything you want to ask or you're curious about, just reach out in the DMs. I've been trying to get back to everybody because there's there's a giant backlog of of direct messages to me from this shit. But thank you. Can we play? No, play the one that I like the most. This one? Yeah, it's a dance one. No, the other one. Oh my God, I just what? What happened? Can you put the haves and the have-nots on? That's a way better ender. Here we go. Oh my gosh. This is the best one. We'll see you guys next week.